This is the K-Drama Cast, bringing you the best scenes and ideas in K-Drama. This week, aka the K-Pop Cast. Hey everyone, I'm your host Stephanie. I'm Guy Dragon. And welcoming to the show for the very first time, we have a special guest that I'm excited to have here. It's Sam from Southpaw Podcast Network, aka on Twitter, Liberationist MA. What's up, Sam? Hey, thank you for having me on. I think being on a K-pop podcast to discuss a K-drama, a K-drama, I feel like this is why people go online, right? <laughs> That's when you're really <laughs> acknowledged by the internet. Yes, well, yes, we're happy to help you with that life goal. Yeah, welcome to the show. Um, I got introduced to Sam's Twitter through Stephanie, and I got to say, it's super lit. Highly recommend people check it out. Yeah, you're like really unique, actually. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not um, super familiar with the martial arts scene, but I just see you holding it down with like anti-white supremacy takes um, you know, anti-sexism, anti-toxic masculinity. You're just like out there just um, speaking your truth, speaking the <laughs> truth in what I'm sure is a pretty hostile environment. And I respect yeah. that. Yeah, it gets pretty hostile. I think some of my friends like to say, oh, Sam had time today. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, we, we, we wanted to have Sam on the show. Um, well, number one, I saw that he had started watching Sky Castle pretty recently um, mm-hmm. because it ju- I think it just came out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's one of my favorite dramas of all time. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to talk to Sam about the show. <laughs> and um, just like all of the critical issues that it dives into Mm. so um i mean without any further ado um i can say a little bit more about the show we're as you know we're the k-pop cast but we're excited to switch it up a little bit and deep dive into a korean drama this time called sky castle um sky castle really um i think So for all fans of K-pop who are maybe not as familiar with K-drama and you want to maybe start with this one, I would say that the same high pressure environment and working conditions that our K-pop idols go Mm. through, you know, something that we are not afraid to talk openly about on the K-pop cast, um, that pressure is the standard treatment for all kinds of kids and and adults in Seoul, South Korea, who are just trying to study to get into college. Um, There's like really intense pressure put on them and on us in a lot of contexts. And I think uh, Sky Castle can like really help you get an idea of what it's like to be a kid or or be a K-pop idol as well. I I, I see parallels between Mm. those worlds. Um. And like, I would say that we do see critiques of the of the system and like patriarchy and stuff like that in K-pop music. Mm. But uh, I think on the K-pop cast, we are kind of disappointed that newer, more recent releases in music are maybe not as deep and have a more like co-opted message. 
Um, you know, looking at oldies like Sauteji and the Boys, Come Back Home, H.O.T., Age of Violence, BTS, No More Dream, Pepsi, like those mm-hmm. had some really hard hitting critical lyrics. Um, but we don't see too much of that anymore. We really need to look to the K-drama and K-cinema world to get yeah. those like scathing critiques. What do y'all think about that? Like K-pop versus K-drama and film? Um, why, why do you think one is going harder than the other? Mm. Or we can just like move on. That's fine. <laughs> also, if you're a fan of SF9, Chani is in the cast of the show. <laughs> Let's go. All right. <clears throat> but before we dive in, don't forget to join the K-pop cast community on Slack and sign up for hard-hitting, hard-hitting editorial on our newsletter. Links to those in the episode description. Um, and yeah, I got to say the newsletter is the place to be. It's where it's at. The most recent one is about G idols, tomboy, uh, which takes an even deeper dive than the episode. So don't forget to check that out. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So let's dive right in. So some basic background info on sky castle. So the name sky comes from an acronym in Korea that stands for the top three universities um, that you can send your kids to. Seoul National University, Koryo University, and Yonsei are the top three schools. And basically, if you get into one of those, that's your ticket to being an elite in the upper echelon. You're usually a doctor, engineer, CEO. Um, you've, you've basically got it made once you get there. And that's the premise of the show. We look at, I think, four families who are eagerly trying to get their kids into those universities and um, they do whatever it takes. Um, Amr, you want to jump in on these other notes? Um, Sure. Let's see. So it aired on JTBC. I don't know what that stands for. Uh, It's a cable cable network. Yeah. On um, Fridays and Saturdays from November, 2018 to, to February, 2019. That's when it aired. Uh, and then uh, similar shows that came out around the same time were My Mister, also known as Nayajishi, and uh, Misang. So that's, I think, also notable. And one show that Stephanie introduced me to recently is called Love Affair, which I think has some similar themes uh, and maybe it helps inspire this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sky Castle was something of a sleeper hit in that it came out. I I just want to take people back to when it came out in like late 2018. Uh, It was not anticipated to be the top drama at all. That was when a drama called Goblin Dokebi uh, came out. Thanks, Sam, for reminding me that was that was the big one that year. Um, Sky Castle started with about 1% viewership ratings, but by the end, I think it got to something like 23% viewership ratings, which is unheard of for uh, a cable TV drama. If you're familiar with K-drama, like the big three uh, publicly or state-funded news stations uh, usually have the most popular shows. Um, but Sky Castle actually turned out to be the highest rated drama in Korean cable TV history uh, at the time of airing. Um, it was it was a surprise to it was a, definitely a surprise to everybody um, until they started watching. And then we could see why. 
Later that year, the drama received a lot of positive reviews from critics and won a ton of awards, including four at the 55th annual Beksang Arts Awards. Uh, it especially won, like it, is, it especially swept the acting categories with a supporting actor award going to Cha Min Hyuk, the best actress award going to, oh, sorry, the character Cha Min Hyuk. Um, and then the character who plays Seo Jin, the main lead, she won for best actress. Um, so <clears throat> great cool so <clears throat> i'm gonna go through the general general plot really quick if you haven't watched the show um but i mean yeah you should just watch it if you want to get a better understanding of what we're talking about but essentially it's these like very upper middle class families living in a neighborhood called sky castle um, named after the universities so very spot on there they're like competing for the top spot in school rankings. And uh, the plot kind of revolves around the main family uh, trying to hire this expensive tutor and get their daughter into a medical SNU medical school specifically. And so they go through a lot of blackmail and sabotage and intrigue to like get fight each other for that spot. And uh, kind of the major plot like catalysts are in the first episode one of these families, the son uh, abandons the family after getting into that school and the mother uh, commits suicide. And so that kind of shakes everything up. I think there'd be no plot without that like uh, moment. Mm. People would just be going on as usual. And then it just continues on un- kind of like unraveling from there. And like, and finally like the stress of all this competition and um, like, fighting essentially catches up with everyone near the end and uh they toss in like a murder mystery uh as it gets <laughs> close to the end to kind of just like really blow everything wide open so i won't go into any more detail than that uh but yeah that's kind of generally what moves the moves the plot along uh in the show mm-hmm yeah, so I guess uh my first question is what were both of your first impressions upon viewing maybe the first episode, the first few episodes? Um, were you shocked? Were you laughing? Were you, um, you know, making personal connections to events that happened? Uh, I'll start with Sam. Like, what were, what were you thinking the first episode? Um, you know, if you go back to like watching it the first time, right? For me, it was my first time, but I know for both of you, you've watched it before. Yeah. It really came off like a, just a comedy, right? Not even a dramedy. It just seemed like a straight up <laughs> mm. comedy. And then the way the first episode ended, I'm like, oh no, what? Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's going to go there already. And then it's, it, it With the was suicide. kind of yeah. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it set you up one way. And then it misdirected you. And then they're like, no, no, no. This is what it's really about, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a fun play, fun, playful critique mm-hmm. about, about how hard these kids have to study. We're going to mm-hmm. go even further and really just like not critique it in a fun way. Really uh, talk about the morals about this, right? Mm-hmm. Like how harmful this is. It, they went all the way with it, right? So I was very surprised at the end. It it, it took me by surprise. I, I did not see that coming, but I should have, right? Because can we talk about the theme song for a second, right? Because <laughs> yes, it starts with "We All Lie," right? And I just Uh-oh. thought it was just a random Korean song 
or not even Mm-mm. Korean song, right? It's a random song written by Koreans with, you know, nonsensical English lyrics, right? <laughs> yeah. then, then the more I watch it and then I looked up the lyrics, I'm like, holy, like, holy cow, right? Like they gave away, they foreshadowed the whole thing when yep. the, the show first started and the mm-hmm. lyrics, right? The lyrics just gave the whole thing away and I didn't even like pay attention to it. And then by the end, mm. we we <laughs> heard the song so many times. So, you know, it's we could all sing along to It's Faker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Amr's favorite line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. The the theme song gives this eerie, haunting impression, and they always bring it in like right when someone's about to do something wrong, someone has just done something wrong that they feel guilty about, and you just hear this this eerie, like a, a fallen angel singing to you. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> it's a cloud over the whole show, yeah. And then Amr, how did you feel, um, first impression? Yeah, I definitely would agree with Sam. Like I was like, I was already kind of into the way the families treated each other and how passive aggressive they were, and I was like, oh man, this is super relatable um to my own life (laughs) and uh yeah then the suicide happens and it gets real and i enjoyed that about it i mean for me also like it was kind of uh like documentary of my childhood (laughs) because (laughs) even though like nobody died there wasn't any like suicides (laughs) or people getting pushed off balconies or anything but like my parents are very much in the same like um headspace as the parents in sky castle like exactly Mm. like to this day i still have arguments with them about the kind of pressure they put on uh, me and my brother and like how they're always talking about getting a good education and you have to get a degree like i don't care what happens in your life as long as you get a degree like my mom would tell me when i was a kid like basically I'll be free from, from her or from them as as long as I get my degree, once I get my degree. And then after that, I can do whatever I want with my life, which, you know, mm. it turned out to not be true. Actually, there's still a lot of rules. <laughs> they still wanted me to follow after that. Um, okay. but yeah, that, that was, that's kind of what really drew me into the show is that, uh, I was really happy to see that kind of like depicted and, uh, how they critique it. Cause yeah, I have a lot of my own, you know, uh, critiques of it for, uh, after having growing up through something like that, trying to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, so I wouldn't say my parents were <laughs> like the Sky Castle parents necessarily, um, but they did have pretty high academic expectations. And my friends in high school, uh, I grew up in L.A. and went to a school that was like a magnet college prep high school and especially my Korean friends, I could see how they struggled under the weight of parental pressure and going to Hagwon on the weekend and going to tutoring after school on the weekdays. Um, actually, m- one of my closest friends, uh, after she was ranked number one in the school and got into Harvard and like a whole bunch of other colleges, I remember her like on the steps after graduation being interviewed by a bunch of Korean TV stations and newspapers. I was like, what? Really? <laughs> you know, no one else from the school had that much, uh, like fame or pressure put on them. And like talking to her now, um, she really reflects on how that was unhealthy, right? And now she's in a much better place. Um, But like, it's kind of, 
I, I, what I mean to say is it's this is real. I've seen it. Um, it has touched my life and people I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would add that uh, like <clears throat> in my own life. So I, I graduated from high school and I got into the University of Chicago, which is a pretty elite school, like, you know, just in the same level as like the Ivy Leagues or whatever. And uh, I actually got completely broken down by that experience. Like by the end of two years there, uh, I was told by, like I had one professor tell me I was not smart enough to be in his field and to just get out. A math professor told me that. I had the dean yell at me and tell me I was wasting my parents' money because my grades weren't high enough. My advisor told me I wasn't smart enough to change majors when I wanted to get out of doing math and physics. Um. She was like, just do like something like philosophy. I wanted to go into computer science at the time. And uh, yeah, I ended up actually like uh, flunking out and just leaving that school entirely. I didn't finish. And I went to a state school a couple of years later after, you know, working, you know, minimum wage jobs for a while. So, and, you know, I had a falling out with my parents and, you know, I was lying to them about my grades up until the last minute when I got kicked out. So, yeah, um, I think that kind of the pressure is like super real if like, and it goes way beyond because the last thing I'll say about it is it goes way beyond Korea. Like I know mm-hmm. the show is like, Oh, it's just like Korean society, but it's not like, this is a global like phenomenon. Cause I think we'll get into this later, but like it originates from, no, do it, do it now. you yeah. know, white supremacy, the capitalist hey. colonialist <laughs> mindset of competition <laughs> and like power struggle, like just trying to constantly mold people into machines mm-hmm. yeah we're, we're in the free free for all um yeah no i i completely agree i think <laughs> it it is uh it is a universal story i think it's just that korea happened to make the be the first ones to make the show and mm-hmm. i think that's what was new about it was i've never seen a english-speaking show show the underbelly of elite education and the world of educational consultants. Um, you know, you were talking about LA. There's, I won't name the school, but there's an elite private school here has the highest suicide rates in all of mm. LA. I think it's number two mm-hmm. uh, next oh. to a school in San Francisco. It's number one. So I this happens it. here too. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, I know very rich people in LA and they start hiring consultants, like even starting a preschool. So Damn. it's almost preschool. like, it's a very American thing to like deflect and be like, Oh, we don't do this here. This must mm-hmm. be like, uh-huh. like that. And it's like, no, they just happen to be the first ones to make it, but they're telling a universal yeah. story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love, yeah, no, that's such an amazing uh, insight. And it begs the question, why haven't we seen a show like this in the U S um, we did see the quote unquote documentary after the investigation, the big uh, like roundup of celebrities and elites that were paying off that, that were paying for like fake transcripts to get their kids into elite colleges. Was it um, Lori Laughlin, the yeah. actress, her daughter got in um, based on fake credentials. So there was there was that big scandal. Varsity Blue, I think. Um, but not like a, a dramatized mm-hmm. version. Um, when clearly, yeah, as as you're saying, this this beha- as as Amr says, this was 
probably invented in like white slash American society. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like why why is Korea first? I mean, they do a lot of this. That's what why is why are Americans and Westerners who are more on the progressive side, especially on yeah. the economic progressive side, always talking about Korean movies, Korean shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's big. And so why Korea? Why? Why is Korea the country talking about elite education is because yeah. they're also the country that just criticizes elitism, period, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and produces a product that gets mainstream that's made well enough for the mainstream so they just have a history of doing that Mm -hmm. yeah what what are some other examples you would point to i mean there's obviously parasite there's squid game off the top Mm -hmm. of my head yeah Um, Uh uh you know you go back there's uh host right the host host yes yeah um you have yeah they uh, are not afraid to go in train to pusan yeah Yeah. that um, what was the other train movie? Um, Snowpiercer. Oh, Snowpiercer. <laughs> yeah, we watched that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah the they're... background for that is in Korea, there's a national security law, so you're not allowed to openly criticize um, the government, uh, capitalism, America. So you always, ha- so mm. they had to learn early on how to hide it in art. Mm. So that's why Korea got so good at it. It's actually Dang. similar to Japan. So the reason why they have monster movies and what's called body horror is because yes. the United States military government in Japan after the war during their occupation did not allow them. So legally did not allow them to speak about the horrors of the atomic bombs. Mm. So they have to start hiding it in their art. Right. Ooh, That's fascinating. So, so then there's like a recalibration people have to do where it's like the way America likes to point their fingers at people is like, oh, if, if they don't let you talk, uh, have free speech, talk about what you want to do. You know, you should be able to criticize whoever you want, right? Then they're an authoritarian mm-hmm. country, right? Mm-hmm. But then you don't let these countries talk about you. Yep. What are you, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. right? What is this? What is this double standard? Classic. Yeah. Or also this recalibration when you hear about like Asian countries going after tutors and these like uh, ac- yeah. academic programs. You're like, oh, that's authoritarian. If people want to put their kids into those mm. things, they should have the right to do that. Having no idea mm. that this is actually this corrupt system. It just happens to use the English word tutoring. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it's talking about. It's talking right. about this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you had a tweet that was, um, which I think really hits the nail on the head where you said, to be rich is to be white. <clears throat> and I think Uh-oh. that nails it. Like, that's why the, like, first I'll say, the I think the reason everyone's talking about this stuff is because it's hot. It's the hot shit or hot stuff. Like, Korea's putting out <laughs> the best, like, media right now period hands down and then yeah the like what i noticed in sky castle right away is like the way they act the way they talk the book club like the books that they read it's like nietzsche and i don't know the selfish gene i mean i've never heard of that book but like it's all this like white richard dawkins yeah dawkins and then they're reading plato and it's all like white history, white philosophy, white stuff. And like they're trying yeah. like act and be like they have all that like fancy tea stuff, like the the little teacups and um, just a lot of this, the They they go to <clears throat> see an opera yes, for fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's they're yeah. imitating. They also they also use a lot of English when they speak to each other in private mm-hmm. at home. They're like, OK, mm-hmm. open head you say. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's like more, way more yeah. than is necessary. 
Yeah, yeah, there's a scene where Yeso does her book report in English and then has to stop because the other people in the room are like, why? I can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Oh, that quote is actually from uh, Frantz Fanon, who mm. is a scholar and a psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, mm-hmm. actually, um, and doctor yes. um, who is from France, but he's black. And then he went to um, Algeria. Algeria. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the book, uh, uh, "Black Skin, White Man." Yeah, and or, "Wretched yeah. of the Earth." Uh-huh. Wretched of the Earth. Yeah, and yeah. so that's the paraphrase of his, where it said, "To be rich um, is to be white. To be white is to be rich." Right. Mm-hmm. And so there is a culture to wealth, and that's why whenever yes. you see that, uh, you know, like crazy rich Asians, like whenever you see that in media. But media is mimicking something that's happening in real life too, where mm-hmm. it's all like mimicking and parroting what they think white culture is. Mm-hmm. Right? And you even see that mm-hmm. in in the U.S. You you see like mm-hmm. uh, maybe they they make, try to make it their own, but this like want of wealth when that gets into uh, culture, whether it's like luxury music culture mm-hmm. or whatever, it's like always trying to be like uh, Thurston Howell. Right mm-hmm. from uh, Gilligan's Island, right? It's kind of you know, and uh, and lovey. It's kind of like trying to be like them, but then adding some flavor to it, right? You see, mm-hmm. I I I would say a lot mm-hmm. of like urban culture is taking that yes. and then trying to put their own spin on it. Yeah, the Korea took that and then put their own spin on yes. it. But what is the mm-hmm. source? What is everybody envisioning wealth is? And it's old rich Whiteness. people at the country clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's unconscious, oh. right? It's what we call internalized. Mm-hmm. But it's there. Where are we drawing yes. this from? We didn't just make it up from whole cloth. It's been uh, indoctrinated into us, right? And yes. so we've been picking that up since, you know. Yeah, from, my, my parents are Egyptian. The oh, thing about ahead. it is the U.S. has, oh, I was going to say, go because ahead. U.S. is also media, right? U.S. media mm-hmm. is the world's media. It's public mm-hmm. media. So even yeah. that indoctrination starts before you even come to the U.S. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, my parents are from Egypt, <clears throat> born and raised there. They came to the United States when I was three years old. And they were always telling me things like, you know, you're supposed to talk properly, act properly, get edu- don't be uneducated, right? Um, and that's all racialized. That's all racialized language. It's all coded language of like, well, who's who quote unquote talks properly? You know what I mean? Who quote unquote dresses properly? Like who's yeah. who has like access to education, the privileges of education? Um, it's wealthy people, aka white, you know, white people. That's like what it's all um, converging towards is that culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for me, I I definitely remember my parents uh, repeatedly saying and taking pride that we speak proper English in this house. Mm. You know, and they're like just with that throwing major shade on African American vernacular, aka Ebonics which they think of as broken English or inferior mm. English. You know, my parents are black and are, say that they are proud to be black. Um, they definitely, tr- they conditioned me mm. to speak in this white way. Yeah. Um, but they wouldn't call it white. I was made fun of for talking white, but my parents would say, no, 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 it's not white, it's proper. Mm-hmm. It's standard mm-hmm. English. But the language <laughs> is public, right? So it's constantly mm. evolving. So then what does proper mean when something is in flux? The Mm -hmm. proper is always fixed to whatever white culture is doing. So Mm -hmm. as they're evolving, then they get to redefine what proper is, right? But this whole like proper uh, language, 
you know, where did this come from? It's not just whiteness, but it's also white capitalist language mm-hmm. because this yeah. whole, you know, even white people, Europeans didn't always say, uh, you know, please and thank you for everything. <laughs> this type of proper etiquette mm-hmm. right. that all started from the merchants. You come in for a top hat or whatever, and they learn that you speak <laughs> like that. You sell more merchandise. Mm-hmm. So that's the origins of all of that. As they were stepping away from feudalism into a merchant class, they started adopting this type of merchant language, salesmanship. And then mm-hmm. we mistake that salesmanship for proper language. We right. always say please or whatever. And then I see that. Uh, that that type of formula being transported to other cultures where it's not necessarily they even have to speak English. Now they have to try to speak their own language. You know, like, uh, you know, like I see Koreans trying to figure out a Korean way to say like, good morning or thank you or all those <laughs> things that they didn't use to oh. or bless you, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Korean yeah. terms for those yeah. things. Those yeah. things are being invented yeah. so that they could have a, a direct translation mm-hmm. for all these English, English. proper etiquette terms uh, that weren't yes, even English proper, as the standard, mm-hmm. right? Which weren't even the etiquette uh. of these cultures. So in doing that, they adopt these, these etiquette forms, right? Like a lot of like Korean language doesn't have gendered pronouns. China, Chinese didn't mm-hmm. even have gender pronouns. They mm-hmm. had to adopt. Mm. Well, Korea hasn't fully adopted yet. They adopted it yet, but they are gendering things more. Uh, but China yeah. had to adopt gendered writing because they had to be able to translate what the British were writing, right? And so that is how it became convention, right? So language creates thoughts, it creates culture. And so they, Western English language is the public language, which, you know, it's not because it's uh, the easiest uh, accessible language, but it's a hegemony, right? Mm -hmm. Like people talk Mm -hmm. about all these, there's multiple empires and it's like, well, I'm talking to you in English, aren't I? And I'm not even from, you know, I I wasn't born in in, uh, uh, in the US, right? I'm not born in Europe. Right? Right? And So you're telling me there's multiple empires, yet we're all speaking English, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't Mm -hmm. choose to speak English. This was forced upon me, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's what is meant by hegemony, meaning we didn't pick it. It, mm-hmm. it was the default, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we were just born into that. Hell yeah. Yes. So one thing I love about the show is the the number of characters who consciously decide to abandon all of this that we're talking about. So Young Jay is the start. Young Jay gets into medical school, which is what his parents pressured him to do, and then to take revenge on them. The minute he turns 18, he just like leaves. He abandons his family. He says, I don't want to be your son anymore. Like, remove remove me from the registry. I'm going to disgrace all of you. Right. And he goes to live in a seaside town with his girlfriend and take a menial job. Um. I mean, he has more of an impact on his family than he anticipated, and he does uh, regret some of the consequences, namely his his mother committing suicide. But mm-hmm. I really respect anyone who, like, he, he was brought up with, surrounded by that whole world, the all-encompassing white supremacist capitalist world, but he decided there must be something better than this, mm-hmm. and he left, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, that's, I think, the most subversive thing on the show is that action that he takes of just being mm-hmm. like, I don't want any of this. I don't I don't even, like, he doesn't just abandon the medical school. Like, he abandons the wealth. He abandons even being, like, a son in, like, a, in a quote-unquote proper family or wealthy family, which is just huge. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I think if we had a generation of kids like that, this shit would be over in one generation. <laughs> But that kind of abandonment is obviously like very rare. Yeah. Yeah. And then a scene as like the worst thing he could have ever done, right? A, a son could、Ooh. do.、Mm-hmm. So there was that whole dynamic to it, which he even starts feeling guilty about later.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel、Let's、like there was a about, lot of.、Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say that I feel like、mm-hmm. there was a lot of. In the show, the characters, maybe not so much the writers, but the characters wanted to blame everything on the coach, on the、yes. consultant, right? Yes. And it's like,、yes. dude, it's, this was. We haven't even I, talked about her yet. Yeah. yeah. The coach even said it. You know, y'all were on,、uh, headed on a collision course,、mm-hmm. you know, way before I even showed up. You know, bad things were going to happen regardless whether I showed up or not. Truth.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Amr has, Amr has strong、mm. thoughts about Coach Kim. <laughs> that character. The character. Yeah, the way that the coach is written. I, I agree with Sam. Like, like they, all of a sudden, near the end of the show, people like, start snapping out of it. Like, all the adults start snapping out of it to some, some degree or another. And、uh, yeah, the coach becomes like the vessel for all of the like, shame and guilt and like, wrongdoing and like, shit that they were, or sorry, stuff that they were. <laughs> Like <clears throat> doing to each other and, and most importantly to themselves, all that internalized stuff. Like she becomes the vessel for that and she even gets imprisoned and everything. And the, yeah, I just thought that was super weak. It felt like a, like a huge cop out. Honestly, that character didn't need to have a like big secret, like her daughter being like,、mm-hmm. or, a yeah, or, a mur- or being a murderer. <laughs> yeah,、belt. yeah. I thought all of that was a distraction. Unnecessary.、Um, From like the main families and like the main characters and what they were going through and feeling and why they were like, I thought for all the kind of、uh, like kind of weird stuff they did with the coach that I thought was unnecessary, they did a pretty good job with、um, Sojin, the, the main mom, of why she、mm. keeps acting like that. Like she's not written as like a cardboard cutout, like, you know, Cruella DeVille、mm-hmm. or whatever. Like she. Has this dream of escaping the orphanage, you know, the trauma of the orphanage that she was in as a kid and the trauma of her, like, you know, abusive father. And、uh, when she kind of is able to make a name for herself in the like upper class, she also has to continuously prove herself to her mother in law and even to her husband. Yep. It、yeah. Never ends. And、uh, it's very compelling how it's like, I could see why she is so hell bent on doing the things that she's doing because、yeah. she's like, it's her self worth is 100% tied to it. And that doesn't like get unpacked really, <laughs> like at all before the end of the show. It just kind of gets transferred onto the coach as like the, <laughs> the bad person. It's all projected onto the coach. Yeah. Everybody projects on her. Man, the, the amount of time somebody storms into her office and like tries to、yeah. <laughs> slap her around. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, crashes into her car. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's a dangerous job to be a, a college consultant. I think they added the, her backstory and all that to make us think, like, no, she deserves all this. She's evil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, But it's、mm-hmm. still, it, it、yeah. still was, you started sympathizing with her just not because she's a good character, but because you knew all these people were also bad and they're just projecting onto her. <laughs> yeah.、Right? It yeah. was undeserving. Obviously.、Yeah. And she's,、yeah. 
Oh my gosh, I feel like all, like, especially the main family, Kang Jun-sang and Seo-jin, are Olympic athletes at deflecting, projecting, mm-hmm. and gaslighting mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Like, they just did it in a thousand different ways. And that, that is, that is a key skill of whiteness, white supremacy culture, mm-hmm. is doing things like, Getting into an argument, provoking somebody, and then shaming them for getting emotional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like ending the argument, like, you're too emotional. I can't talk to you mm-hmm. right now. That is classic white supremacy culture because it's victim blaming. Who, mm-hmm. It's victim blaming. Mm-hmm. It is respectability and like prizing decorum over actual honest exchange of, of mm-hmm. feelings or like o- over. The health of a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's about the the sham, the image of a relationship versus actual substance of it. Um, I just mm-hmm. saw so much, so much whiteness in their in the culture of how they interacted with each other. It was uncanny. Yeah. That's why this show is not really even about Korea. It's mm-hmm. just that the Korean production team mm-hmm. and the writers were willing to write this. But that coach character, right? Like. Yeah. She's real. Like I know people in LA who hire mm. people like that, mm-hmm. but but at mm-hmm. least with her in Korea, they still make you study. Whereas here, they just <laughs> tell you who to bribe. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. So in Korea, you still have to put in some amount Dang. of effort. Even the wealthy elite people are still, you know, all day at work and the, the moms are still like cooking and cleaning, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're still putting this effort. <laughs> Yet, they, they're the first ones to admit how privileged they are. They're, they say, despite their work, uh, all the work they put in and the effort they put in, they are where they are because of who they were born to. They mm-hmm. always talk about that, right? They're like, mm-hmm. I was born like this. I was born to this family. I became part of this family. That's why I am successful. They don't. They still don't buy into that meritocracy, right? Whereas even a little bit of effort, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if this show, this is why this show can't be made in the U.S., even if it's been optioned, mm. right? They're going to have to water it down mm-hmm. because the U.S. always individualizes problems. They're not going to make it a systematic, systemic problem. Mm-hmm. You know, even when they do documentaries, they're going to atomize it. They're going to make mm-hmm. it about just one ring. Yeah. This isn't indicative of a <laughs> yes. big system, right? Where it's like, it is right, a big system. Right. Mm-hmm. This is happening, you know, throughout mm-hmm. uh, the U.S. And that's why, that's part of why it's not going to get greenlit because the people who can write the stuff, yeah. who can't greenlight the stuff, came from that system. Maybe mm-hmm. they didn't bribe people per se, mm-hmm. but because they know people who are from that world, because they are part of that world, they don't, why would they want to make themselves look bad? Mm-hmm. Why would they want to make it seem like they yeah. didn't deserve to get into these elite elite positions, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. why would they want to okay it? And yeah, even if they you're do, like telling on yourself. Right. Yes, you don't want to tell your, on yourself, so you'll want them to water it down or change it or atomize it or individualize it. You know, whenever, that's part of why Korean shows criticizing this stuff is so much more popular because mm-hmm. they take a systematic approach versus America where if they make something they make it about one rich family yeah right? yeah like one that documentary it's not about a systemic the, problem yeah yeah like yes, Marcy yes, Blue yeah. or whatever yeah mm-hmm yeah, in inventing Anna, the Tinder swindler. Now I'm just naming like Netflix titles. Like it's about one person, one mm-hmm. con artist who like cheated the rules, and it's like these yeah. are the rules. Yeah, this is like <laughs> it's set up to allow these exact people to get in easy, mm-hmm. right? And so that that's why you know, Amar and I were were watching it earlier today, and we were wondering: Is Sky Castle really about the top of the top, or is it the writers? 
writing about, you know, people more from their background, mm. like elite producers, elite writers. But is it really d does this experience of striving and pressure um, uh, really represent like the table? Mm -hmm families who the owners mm -hmm. of things or are we seeing something that's slightly below i don't know sam your thoughts on what what class are we seeing in the show no i noticed that i i was like this looks mm -hmm. like places that the the billionaires would live right mm -hmm. but it's not mm -hmm. it's just doctors yeah. and professors right yeah, yeah. exactly mm -hmm. so they're looking they're not up like the owners yeah so they're looking yeah. up above and they want their kids to eventually get to those positions mm -hmm. right so you have to compete harder Whereas maybe if you get to that high position, what's the point? Like that, that whole story of if you don't study, you're going to live on the street. Wouldn't that make sense to the kid of a chebor? They're like, yes. why would I live on the street? I have unlimited money. Like, yes. I, I will <laughs> exactly. inherit all this money. What are you talking about? It yeah. won't make sense, right? Yeah. So they had to go up high enough. But if they went too high, right. this whole story wouldn't make sense. Mm -hmm. right? That's definitely yeah, too yeah. revealing. Like to be able to criticize the actual billionaire class, the owning class to put their business out there. Like we'll never see that in a show or music or mm. anything like that. Mm. <clears throat> and the thing is, it is, you know, like at the end when Uju goes to Europe, which again, he has to go to mm. Europe to find himself. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, right. or, and also, uh, the coach went to America mm -hmm. to learn how to be evil, yeah. right? So there's this, yeah. like, criticism of the West, but also, like, West is just by default the place you go to right. find yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, maybe that's an unconscious bias of the writers themselves, right? But Definitely. for sure. Uju to do that, that even still took privilege for him to be able to take time off, mm -hmm. right? Because in Korea, it's, a, it's half a peninsula, right? And there isn't enough yeah. jobs for everybody. And it has the most, they listened to what the U.S. said, be peak efficiency, use AI for everything. Mm -hmm, so they did. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> they did all that neoliberalism, mm -hmm, right? Yeah. And then there aren't enough uh -oh. jobs. Everybody, they're like, just go to uh, college, become an engineer and you will have work. They mm -hmm. all went to, go to school. <laughs> they all became engineers. They're still, they're still not enough work, right? So, so that ability to just drop out of that system also doesn't make sense. So it's also about the conditions, mm. right? Yeah. Which I don't think the show really touched upon enough mm. because I think for sure. for Korean viewers, it's already understood what else are they supposed to do, mm -hmm. right? It's so yeah. competitive. They can't just pull themselves out of the system because right. everybody has a degree in Korea. You know, mm. everybody's scoring high. Oh. Everybody went to Hagwon. So what are you supposed to do, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is the world that they live in. And it's not the world that they want to live in, but, you know, you got to go back to, like, the IMF crisis. Like, there's all these things that, mm -hmm. you know, one after another. Even before the IMF crisis, there was, like, the miracle on Han River, which was really not economic mm -hmm. development like the right-wingers in Korea pretended it is. <laughs> it was just tons mm -hmm. of borrowing, mm -hmm. right? And then, and eventually oh, no. that's what led to the IMF crisis, is they mm -hmm. borrowed so much, and then eventually the Western bankers, right? The real power mm -hmm. are the bankers. Yep. The people who lend you the money. Yes. They, they came and they said, pay mm -hmm. up. And the Chebors, we think they're like this elite, mm -hmm. you know, they're up there with the gods. They're up there just as rich as the American billionaires. Well, then the American billionaires came and said, pay up. Mm -hmm. The Korean rich people couldn't, mm -hmm. right? So it took the whole... Yep. Uh, they're the ones who got bailed out, just like it happened in the U.S., mm -hmm. but it mm -hmm. took the whole country down. And so they've been just trying to climb out ever since. And this is the the what Koreans in uh, Koreans in Korea call like Joseon hell, right? It's mm -hmm. this is the world they live in. Hell so, Joseon, yeah. 
so th- that's the other thing you have to think about is the conditions. It's not something where you, it's, you can have an idea in your head where I just don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, sha-la-la-la, now right. we're all better. It's <laughs> yes. like, well. <laughs> Real talk. No, because we're still in capitalism, mm-hmm. right? Yes. yes. Uh, you can't escape oh my capitalism. Gosh. Let's talk about, talk about the ending. Oh, man. <laughs> where everyone all all of the families who were the most entrenched like most bought into the system and the striving and the pressure they all decide they all sit around the table all all the husbands (laughs) sit around and they all agree you know what after all this i really just want to have dinner with my family Mm -hmm. i really just want to let all of that like worthless stuff about titles and money go and and just live an easy life and then they all move out of Sky Castle and they're like, huh, you know, you, you see like literally their their shoulders are more free and they're smiling <laughs> <laughs> and like they're, they're, they're just free psychologically, um, yeah. even though the system rages on mm-hmm. around them. Like what? Yeah, huh? yeah. I think the the one family, uh, uh, Ginny's family, right? The the one with mm-hmm. the, the other doctor who was like below. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the Dr. Chang, right? Kang Jun yeah, yeah. yeah. So that family, I think, towards the end, even says something for their own son where they said, we can't pull you out of the system. It just is the system that we were born into, this hyper competitive system. So I think he even calls it like hell or it's just mm-hmm. this yeah, he brutal yeah. system. There, there's like this, the you know, table conversation where he's talking about that. But all we can do is support you and love you, and that's all. That mm-hmm. and that is true. Like mm-hmm. that's all the power, uh, you know, the Korean parents have because yeah. there's no way around the system because everybody's gonna, yeah. uh, trying to go to college, and so then you have to test, you have to filter it out because there isn't enough spots, right? Mm-hmm. So then that forces things to be more competitive. It's not like they became more competitive just to, for the hell of it. It's because of there's limited mm-hmm. spots. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping people drop out, you know, along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would go a step further even and say, like, <clears throat> it's part of being integrated into Western hegemony because it's true in the United States, too. Like that um, scarcity is by design because they don't they want people to be constantly desperate for work all the time, no matter who you are. They can't, none of the positions could ever be safe. If there was a single safe position, even Chable, even American billionaire, then the system would have an out and then it wouldn't function. Right. And so like, that's like, um, how it works, honestly, is that it's this like physical, mental, emotional, spiritual machine that like forces Mm -hmm. everyone in this constantly fighting to prove their worth to survive, to prove that they're worth the money that they have, which creates, I think, a lot of the pathologies that we see on the show. And like one of the things I think the show does really well is going back to like white supremacy culture being about like suppression, um, suppressing emotions and like taking advantage mm. of other people. There's multiple times, mm-hmm. especially near the end when so- Sojin is... Sorry, my Korean's terrible, so forgive my pronunciations. Yeah, no, you're fine. But uh, the Suim is talking to her, and it's like, please, I beg you, help my son. Like, do anything you can to help him get out of jail. And she's so Sojin is just silent. And then she has a flashback to Ju Young, the coach, telling her, like, look, if you help him get out, if the leaking test scores get out, it's going to ruin Yeso's grades in her whole career, academic career and future career. And so Jin flashes back to that and then is paralyzed. And it's like, sorry, I can't help you. And just like 
pushes her, literally mm-hmm. pushes her away and leaves the room. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's the, like, to, I think that's kind of like uh, the spiritual cost and like the meaning of building power is you have to make those types of decisions. You have to be able to do that, to suppress your own emotions, to suppress like uh, the importance of anything else about human life and uh, subvert it to the importance of like prestige, status, title, and money. You ever notice how like rich Koreans, the way they're portrayed, not just in this show, but in other shows, they seem like rich, like British or French Victorian era <laughs> yes, people, right? Hell yeah. Stiff yeah. upper lip, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, is, that mm-hmm. must be Korean c- culture. It's so cold. But then when you see like the, the uh-huh. other Koreans who are like the poorer, then they're so not right, like that, right? right. Yeah. Because they don't even yeah, know what yeah. European culture is, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, why would yeah. they? So mm-hmm. yeah, if they you've don't ever know gotten to a kid's barbecue exactly. with like, you know, Koreans had soju and kalbi, it's like loud. It's like they talk oh, yeah. in, like <laughs> they talk in mess all the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so to even touch upon your point about like uh, you know, these rich people, the psychic costs, or how they're even portrayed, mm-hmm. right? So we're not talking directly about Chebors, but like these people are kind of like a proxy, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. elite class in um, Korea, where even one character says she wants to abolish the elite class, right? uh-huh, yeah. which I think was supposed to have like yeah. multiple meanings. It's literally the high school class, but she's talking about some other Hell stuff. Yeah. Right? The writers are talking Hell about yeah. some other uh-huh. stuff. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, think about this term, oligarch. Right. You got these Korean oligarchs, yeah. right? You got Russian Ooh. oligarchs, you got Japanese, Chinese, right. you got Middle Eastern oligarchs, whatever. Oligarchs. But, but there's actually studies where they looked at newspaper articles and media articles about American rich people, billionaires, people <laughs> who are close to trillionaires. Almost never are they called oligarchs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? Of course mm-hmm. not. Because it implies the American ones, the Western ones earned it. Right. Exactly. The, the non-Western mm-hmm. ones didn't earn it. Yes. But look at this. To your point about right, and, her, her and grades, also that right? the American ones exercise their power and influence right, that fairly just and democratic. Like, exactly. They don't yeah. control yeah. the system. Yeah, they don't buy yeah. off so, politicians or yeah. anything like they do in other countries. Yeah. So Amr, to your point about mm-hmm. like uh, the grades, right? She had that real dilemma about well, then if my daughter flunks out of school, it can really derail her, mm-hmm. right? That means that she still has to not flunk and do well in school. She has to put in that effort. But let's say she does become a billionaire, then she is an oligarch, which I agree with. She is an oligarch. Right. But she still put in <laughs> more merit, more effort than the counterparts in the West. Yet she will be the oligarch. Right, right. And the Westerners who don't mm-hmm. uh, have to put in that same effort are the ones who are credited with bootstraps uh-huh. and hard work, which is why then Sky Castle, oh, the way man. it is, would never work here because it would not make sense to American viewers who are trained to watch things in a certain way. So once they see the you know the moms who, some of them have help, some of them don't, but they do a lot of the chores themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, well, obviously they deserve it. Look, right. they put in hard work. <laughs> right. They did a little mm-hmm. bit of cheating, but you know, sure. Oh, that man. doesn't mean anything, right? Right. Yeah, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? They're working <laughs> right, hard. Right. So my point is, it's like it, just even a little bit of hard work reinforces the American myth of meritocracy, mm-hmm. oh, whereas man. a lot of hard work in Korean media still doesn't means anything it's meaningless yeah. like koreans watch that and they're like that doesn't prove merit that, Hell doesn't, mean, yeah. that doesn't prove anything <laughs> i'm so mm-hmm. i'm so glad you brought that show. up because like 
one of the things that, yeah, the show doesn't really, I think, understand about capitalism. They kind of paint it as like it's or, you know, patriarchy and like misogyny is they, they paint it as like it's just this competition for like title mm-hmm. and status. And you can just like mm-hmm. not you can just decide I don't want to compete. And then suddenly you're free, <laughs> which Stephanie was talking about earlier. Yeah. And like how, how, how we know that, that that's where the writers are at is uh the exchange and i think it was the last episode between jun sang and his mom mm-hmm, the mother-in-law mm-hmm, yeah. like the oldest mm-hmm, character yeah, that conversation like when he finally confronts her and shouts in her face like when are you going to stop caring what other people think about you <laughs> and then his mom like the camera zooms in on her face as she has this like sudden revelation <laughs> she tears up and she looks away she like she can't stand the truth of that statement, right? And that that kind of shows us where the writers are at. They're like, ooh, right. that's the ace right there. <laughs> right. That's the, <laughs> the trump card that if she could only right. wake up mm-hmm. and stop valuing other people's opinions, mm-hmm. then, right. oh, wow, you know, we would be we would all be out of this mess. It's really Yeah, yeah, that's so unsatisfying because, like, the internalized, like, that's why I was bringing up um, Sam bringing up hard work is like one of the things that capitalism really internal gets us to internalize is this um, uh, worship of the virtue of hard work and that mm-hmm. like hard work is like fundamentally and unconditionally good. And that like if you work hard, mm-hmm. you deserve to earn things. And if you don't work hard, you don't. And the truth is that like as humans, we go That's through tied back to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We go through cycles of being mm-hmm. able to like not only like the ableism of like that whole value, but like, you know, we just in even even despite that, like we go through phases of being motivated and being able to work hard and put in labor for stuff. And then we go through phases where we have to rest like that's just normal. And challenging that that value is just like really, I think, important um, and like goes way beyond the just like the title chasing or whatever. Like it's so much deeper than just that, because like Sari, my best example of this is Sari, um, Professor Cha's daughter. I love how she challenges him all the time, but <laughs> her like uh, she's like portrayed as like, yeah, this like rebel. She's defeating her dad's bad politics or whatever in patriarchy. But the truth is, um, Sari, who like me lied about her <laughs> grades and stuff in school, but like her <laughs> escape isn't to actually abandon <clears throat> the system or to fight to abolish it. It's instead of like graduating from Harvard, it's to become an owner of a club, right? which is just yeah. another path of like capitalism and joining the owning class and yeah. same kind of stuff. And she's like, my dream is to work hard and own a club. And I'm like, that's not inspiring at all. <laughs> well, I think the writers are very much yeah, aware I, I, of how privileged <laughs> everybody is. So mm-hmm. they, there's nothing they could do to ever escape their privilege. So mm-hmm. they will always have these safety nets mm-hmm. that other people don't right. have. Right. But I mean, what um, about Young Jay, right? Like, I think, I mean, Young Jay does go to Europe, but in before that, like when he just completely leaves. Uju, Uju goes to Europe. Oh, oh, Uju oh, goes Uju to Europe, my bad. It. Yeah, no, Young Jay then is a good example, I think, of how it's possible to, um, I mean, it's hard. Like his life is going to get really hard. But like, yeah, abandon the wealth, abandon his family, go live with the servant girl, you know what I mean? And start completely over. He, he doesn't really escape, right? Because he would still have to find work or whatever. Um, but I think that's kind of like an important, I think that's an important step in the way that like the Sky Castle families are trying to build up to this legacy of their kids being 
chebols or billionaires yes it's Third like can we because this is something i'm thinking like, about if, if me and stephanie ever want to start a family like how do we start building up a legacy for our kids to eventually go, get out like be able be able to abandon the like colonial hegemony that we live under um mm-hmm. did you notice the uh mirroring or like the juxtaposition between the Kang family yeah. And the uh, Huang family, even in their names, is very similar, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. But you talk about like Ooh. patriarchy, but then you look at whenever uh, you see them, there's no gendered house role. So you see the dad cooking and cleaning yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the, and then you think about even like the family, you think about like the, the mother-in-law who doesn't accept people. But then mm-hmm. you have Suim who has a found family, right? In the Huangs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then the dad, uh, at, as an orphan, he found a found family in, in, um, in the orphanage, right? And then both families yeah. had uh, stepkids. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, Hena, Uju, yeah. but then yeah. she, but then Suim accepted him mm-hmm. as her own, yep. whereas Hena was also a stepkid, right. but then... Uh, Sajin did not. Mm-hmm. She rejected just oh. the way she was also no rejected. Way. The way she right? treated she her was her this. <laughs> so there's this contrasting of the two families where yeah. one is progressive in all these different ways and one is um, not progressive, cut right? And throat. patriarchal. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even cutthroat within their own families, right? Right. So, mm-hmm. so Amr, you talked about inspiration or like what's the message here? But you got to remember, right? They talked about how this family are shy Trump voters. She even said that. We're like shy <laughs> Trump voters. So in the end, mm-hmm. they're still reactionary. They're still this mm-hmm. like conservative right-wing family. So that's yep. about as far as this right-wing family is going to get. Because at the end, she's not like all of a sudden not going to vote for, you know, uh, vote Yoon for president, right? She's still <laughs> right. that person. And I think that's uh-huh. another reason why this would be hard to make because if you show a right winger in American media, they have to make them crass and like buffoons yeah. and not elite and not refined, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. They wouldn't paint yes. them in this way. So yeah. this is also saying we're like this, we're refined, we're educated, you know, we're, we're all these things, yet we're, mm-hmm. we're and we're not loud. Right. And but mm-hmm. we're still super far right. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. within that context, like the way they were at the end, that's about as nice as Trumpers are going to get. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas and even in the way they were shot, you almost always see Hudgen shot through a prism where it's actually through yeah. a glass where you see her mm-hmm. fractured yeah. Yeah. or you see the whole family always shot through these doorways or window panes yeah. where they're mm-hmm. caged. Yeah. And then with the Huangs, you see them in more open shots. Right. Yes, I was like, ooh, mm-hmm. check out that natural light in their big spacious home and the place. You yeah, never see the, plants. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Kongs like that. Yeah. Yeah. True. So I think even to the very end, even though that family found redemption, the writers were still being very critical of the Kangs and still contrasting the two families, right? She even said at the end, she, true, that true. she doesn't know how to empathize. She's like, I don't know how to empathize. I got to try. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fact. Yeah. Yeah. Did y'all well, I mean, notice that uh, 
Mm. Did y'all notice that uh, all the rich families used iPhones and all the non-rich people used Samsung? I use didn't. Oh, I did not Until notice that. Until you mentioned that. You're perfect. so right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they thought of everything. Yeah. Yeah, usually K-dramas push the Samsung usage. Right, right. It's like mm-hmm, sponsored mm-hmm. by. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. So they yeah. gave up sponsorship to try to make yep. a point. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's yeah, and there's an iPad and MacBooks yes, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But that's yeah, real. Yeah. A lot of yeah. wealthy cultures, not just in Korea, but like throughout the world, will use mm. Apple products and iPhones, not Apple. because it's a superior mm-hmm. product, regardless of what corny people here say. Right. <laughs> corny <laughs> real people. Talk. Because you know what? In Korea, you it would be easier to use Samsung because everybody else uses Samsung. Mm-hmm. So then you, the, everything is more compatible, right? Right. You're doing it for the fact that it causes friction. It is not compatible. So yes. that Ooh. you can say, yes. I am not compatible with you. I am white. Yes. Right? Yes. And you are poor. Oh. You are yes. not white. That's why that, I don't want yeah. to have phones that are compatible with you. Oh right? my yeah. God. It is to create the <clears throat> friction. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not because it's superior. No, that that just goes back to what whiteness is all about. Mm-hmm. It there There's nothing good about it. It is violence in mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. It is friction. Mm-hmm. It is power mm-hmm. over and abuse. Like there's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nothing redeeming. Yeah. I wanted to go back to the Huang family um, because mm-hmm. as Amr and I were watching, especially the second time, we we were a bit annoyed at some of their <laughs> their characters and um and and yes, the juxtaposition between their family and the Kongs or like the rest um, because their presence in Sky Castle. Uh, we felt kind of serves as a um, as like a liberal liberal <laughs> hero, liberal <laughs> escape. Like, yes, you can be rich, you can be in the sky castle, and you can be a good person. See, <laughs> look at them. And there's one one scene that really uh, brings it home for me, which is when like everybody's fighting, like knock down, uh, drag out, fight the that's brawl. That's my favorite scene <laughs> in the whole show. <laughs> I know, I know. Amr and I saw that, and we were like, "Yeah, get him! Like, let out the emotion." You know, we we are not actually like anti-violence or anti-anger, anti-shouting and cursing. Like, if if you need to let that out, like, go for it. But Suim, she shut it down. She said, she basically said, "Hey, like, look at you all." We need to be civil. We need to have decorum. Mm-hmm, we need mm-hmm. to like calm down. Like you all are being too angry. And she was actually yeah. surprisingly the one to suppress the um the, their expression of emotion. So there were just like subtle things like that. Yes. That um mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. showed me like ah well this is this th- th- this is th- they the writers are trying to make this family out to be the angels, the heroes, but they're actually more just like liberal. Mm-hmm. Which is yes. also like not just a different flavor <laughs> it's of not wealthy the end. white. <laughs> yeah. It's a different flavor. No, because yeah. she wanted to change the world with a book, right? Oh, She's like, oh, right. no, God. Yeah. Change yeah. the system. <laughs> you just need to change hearts and minds with this book. Yeah. And you know, you know what really nailed for me what kind of character she was? It was like a really mm-hmm. brief scene. So oh, yeah. a lot of people can miss it. But she okay. was talking about her favorite movie. And it was Ooh. Dead Poet Society. And I was oh, like, really? I, mean, I like that movie. <laughs> oh, but it's like no. such a cliche, like liberal yeah. favorite oh, movie, right? Yes. Like I like the movie, yeah. but I'm not going to put it on this pedestal that a lot mm-hmm. of 
civility liberals will put it on. Mm-hmm. And so it yes. made sense where it's like, it of is course the, the that's hearts their and minds. <laughs> it's the, you know, the, the inspiring white teacher with the best ideas, mm-hmm, like inspiring mm-hmm. kids yeah. who, yeah, yeah, don't have anything going in their life. And yeah, that's, mm-hmm. who, that's who she thinks she is. Mm-hmm, white yeah, savior. Yeah. 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 The coach even said to her, like, this isn't just, why are you blaming it on me? This is a system, right? Mm-hmm. These parents are all part of a system. Coach trying to tell you. Yeah. And she's she like, you're so too. manipulative. You're, how can you lie to me like that? You know that's it's you. Why, that's right. why Suyin, like she kept falling for like the dumbest conspiracy theories about who killed who and like, oh my God. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. because she really believes that, like, everyone outside her is evil. She doesn't really look inside of, like, how am I like this person? How is yeah. it a systemic problem? It's very, mm-hmm. like, individual, personal, like, character-based for mm-hmm. her, who has good character, bad character. And that's, yeah, that's yeah. The, the liberal trap. Mm-hmm. I think that's kept- why she related so much to Sajin, because she mm-hmm. saw a bit of herself in her. That's why she mm-hmm. always, like, was assuming, no, 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 she's... She's not really bad. She's like right, being forced exactly. to be bad. And it's like, no, stop All apologizing right. to her. Yes. Kick her ass. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like that's classic. Like, oh, if I people are, you know, just good people by default and I'm just going to go talk to them. And if, if I like share my truth or be vulnerable, then like, yeah, they're going to be friendly and they're going to reciprocate. And it's like, Ooh, no. I've been there. That is, yeah, we've both been there. Like, Dude. man, that's not Always how it works. Backfires. It's the total be the bigger person, be the mm-hmm. better person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I was like, yeah. they go low, we go high. Yes, yeah. They go low, we go And I'm like, Dude, they sent your kid to prison. Like, mm-hmm. kick their ass. Yes. And then when yes. I found out, I thought it was only a few days. I thought he was there for a week. And then at the oh, end, no. when they say, oh, I could have gotten you out a few months earlier. I'm sorry. Right. All the, for, yeah, and I was right. like, he was there for months. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, no. no, I would have oh, been man. in jail, my, but if I was My wife mom- was livid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, that's like class solidarity right there, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like class and race um, solidarity right there. It's just yeah, like she, she can't like, well, imagine. I guess there's nothing yeah. I can do. Well, I- <laughs> yeah. Her constantly going back to them, trying to work with them. It's like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right, so who, who yeah. are some of, okay, we, we've been talking a lot about who we hate, but like, who are some characters we enjoyed or like great actors um i i will definitely oh, say that look. oh go ahead sam no no go ahead i have to look up his name oh, okay mm. yeah my favorites real quick are yevin yevin is probably my top the favorite younger character yes yes sister so just because of how much of a contrast she is to yeso and how she doesn't care about all the bs from her parents and then i'm also i'm a <laughs> The character that like immediately endeared himself to me was uh, Suhan, um, Jin Hee's son, when he writes the essay about <laughs> wishing he was the coffee mug. <laughs> He's like, I should have been born <laughs> the coffee mug because <laughs> the coffee mug gets all this love and it doesn't have to study. But I, <laughs> I could never get any love from my mom. <laughs> I that could have been like a standalone poem or something. Dude, <laughs> yes, right? That's I real loved talk. that. And then my Felt my that. last. Um, shout out is to Professor Cha's kids, um, especially yeah. the younger brother. But like just those oh, kids Taki in general Moon. are, yeah. yeah, are awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, for me, it was uh, the character of uh, Cha Min Hyuk. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Professor mm-hmm. Cha. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
Oh. I mean, I don't like the character. I loved to hate him. Yes. It was like so delicious the way he played him. Oh, like, yeah. I want to hate him, but the way he played him was so good. So Yo. good. I kept liking him. I loved watching those scenes. I loved his scenes, even though he was just infuriating. Yeah. His face, like his ability yeah. to control his facial expression second to second and just be so slimy and weaselly. <laughs> like he was made to play this character. Yeah. Oh. No, I will be cussing at the screen, and then I and then after he leaves, I will look over at my wife and be like, "But wasn't he great? That actor yeah. is great." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The pyramid, though. Uh, okay, maybe we could get back to that. Stephanie, you go. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> no, 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 you go first, and we can. No, talk I, about I was going to say the same thing that Professor Cha is like my favorite <clears throat> character to watch. Okay. I I made sure like I was fully attentive <laughs> watching his scenes. <laughs> He kind yeah. of like stole the scenes, right? Yeah. Because he was mm-hmm. a supporting character. Yeah. But then he would mm-hmm. just start taking over certain scenes or certain mm-hmm. episodes where you just remembered him the most. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, that pyramid of his, like my favorite <laughs> line, like not only the big ass one that he gets and just like shoves it in everybody's face, but the when they break, when the ki- when the sons break his small one and they have that yeah. huge argument. And <clears throat> quick side note, the patriarchy of like the way he treats his daughter versus how he treats his sons when they rebel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, they break the pyramid and he goes, look, the pyramid is so important because it's it's because mo- they're like, yeah, he's talking about how they can get ahead now that like Uju's in jail and Yeso's like starting to leave school early and Hiena's dead and, and uh, his sons are like, what the F? Like, what are you talking about? Wuju's yeah. my friend. Like, I'm not like you're telling me to study harder, but my friend is in jail and my other friend is mm-hmm. dead. And he's like, you think life is about friendship and loyalty? It's not about that at all. The most important thing is status and position, because if you're at the top of the pyramid <clears throat> or no, he says, if you're at the bottom, you get squashed. But if you're uh-huh. at the top of the pyramid, you get to enjoy life. And mm. I just lost mm. it. I started laughing so hard. I was like, none of you all That's are enjoying think. life. <laughs> not a single one of you yeah. is enjoying your life. But yeah, yeah that I love that line. From no me. one in the show is enjoying life. And they're all, yeah. you know, sky graduates all mm-hmm, at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me that of pyramid my parents. kept making me yeah. think of uh, Reaganomics. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Trickle down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, oh, man. yeah. So, so look, looking ahead. So the drama ended in 2019. Mm. Um, what do we think the impact of this show has been on you know just just global media, Korean TV, cinema? Like I know we talked about. Um, you know, Parasite came out around the same time. That was like a like a banging year for this type of deep critique content. We saw Netflix fund Squid Game hmm. this past year. Um, what do we think has been the the impact of Sky Castle, or like what do you think we're gonna see next? <laughs> mm. Sorry, I think uh, getting on Netflix really helped mm. to get international attention. Right? Yes, so I think. Even though it was made a couple of years ago, it might have some impact and create new interest right now. Like maybe whoever optioned it a couple of years ago, maybe the option ended and now somebody else is going to try to remake it. Um, But as far as like impact, I think think it's just a a lineage of like Mm -hmm. this, of these stories coming out. I I don't know if it... 
created the it, it didn't create no, this type of, of media making right it's more of like kind of a symptom and then you think about all the criticisms we had now if something like this today i think would have been different than the sky castle we saw a couple of years ago i think yeah. sky castle had to be made in that way with all of our criticisms in it mm-hmm. so that you could have something like parasite or squid game which is even more biting in its criticism right mm-hmm. and then those have been made and so then the next one can be even more biting right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I yeah mean, all of us K- k-pop cast fans are waiting for a sky castle version of focused on the k-pop industry Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like there's there's some dramas here and there, but they're mostly like rom coms about yeah, <laughs> about yeah. K-pop and the idol training life. Um, but like, yeah, I, I would love to see more behind the scenes drama because you have to do it in drama documentary. They'll never let you in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? All the K-pop yeah. documentaries are like trash over yeah. <laughs> or the survival shows where it's like produced by the people oh yeah actually... right yeah, yeah. that's like, when they, they, they let us Blaine into cheating. it unintentional yeah yeah those are fascinating like we watched island, island which is fascinating to watch in its Yo. own right because they kind of glorify what they're doing but if you have a critical eye you can see how traumatizing this is child abuse. yeah yeah oh there, there's one legacy of sky castle mm. i want to mention which is um so after it aired, I don't know if it was just Korea or like eight throughout Asia where, you know, it was uh, widely released. There was like this demand and search for consultants, just mm. like Coach Kim. <laughs> no so instead way. of scaring people. Yes. Instead of scaring oh, people man. away. Right. They were looking for somebody like that because uh, uh, they're like, oh, you can they, do this. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. wow, that's a great idea. <laughs> I have a classmate I'd like to murder. (laughs) (laughs) But it's 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 literally a lot of the best critiques came from Coach Kim. She had Mm -hmm. some of the best Mm -hmm. criticisms, Mm -hmm. right? I think the most Mm -hmm. I think uh, anti-oppressive, coming from a different lens. Mm -hmm. But she was just pointing out the truth, right? Yeah. And one of the things she said Mm. was like, "Parents think that it'll be." They'll hear about all this shit that happened. They'll hear about all this bad stuff that happened, but they they'll think it'll be different for them. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's the same thing for all these parents who are looking for this. They're like, yeah, sure. There's a lot of kids committing suicide and stuff, but surely my kid will be different. Mm-hmm. So they're all willing mm-hmm. to take that gamble. Yes. Right? Yeah. And the hidden subtext is my kid is stronger. Mm-hmm. My kid has yes. stronger character, integrity. I'm a better parent. I'm yeah. a oof, yeah. I'm a better parent. <laughs> and but yeah, but before before we wrap, um, I th- to to build on that last point, the the mother in law tells Sajin, uh, concerning the coach and how to work with her, use her like a reference book. Just use her, <laughs> and then. Throw her away. <laughs> she says Just that multiple her. times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, first of all, it's hella dehumanizing to Coach Kim, who is like actually yeah, pulling a lot of strings here and, and make making it happen for Yesa. But also the idea that you can just uh you can just use um, capitalism and money like as a tool. You can just play the mm-hmm. game, but you yourself keep your head on straight. And like it doesn't mm-hmm. affect you mm-hmm. in any way. Like it doesn't, the slime doesn't get on you. You can just keep it at, mm-hmm. <laughs> at arm's length mm-hmm. and then, you know, just stay morally righteous, stay like that. I, I don't know if that's what she's actually saying, but that's what I hear. Um, and it's totally false. That's a sham. You cannot just play the game without the game changing you. Mm-hmm. All right. And mm-hmm. that's, that's what it's we It's bi directional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
There is one note I want to bring up yes. before we wrap up mm-hmm. about Korean culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just about this show, but a lot of Korean media where, you know, there's a lot of like online memes and jokes about like how it's mostly by Asian Americans about how um, unaffectionate Asian parents are. Right. Mm-hmm, yeah. So they like they make this like they make hugging like the end all be all yeah. where in this show it shows even the rich elite evil parents will hug their kids <laughs> you know it's yeah. not that big of a deal that y'all make it out to be right. huh. but when they finally change when they find redemption uh, the what something you'll see is where you'll take somebody's hand and then you'll envelop it in yours with both of yours and you, and then you'll just look them in the eyes and you'll say something or maybe you'll say nothing and you'll just hold a gaze but it's to say that uh, you feel kamdong for them, right? Which mm. is to say you feel touched by them, that their life is meaningful mm. for you, right? Yes. So for a lot of Koreans, just holding somebody's hand within yours and embracing their hand like that is actually like a very important sign of affection that I think for a lot of Korean Americans, unless they're told that explicitly, we'll think nothing of it. We'll think there's nothing meaningful about mm. that and mm. think, oh, nobody ever showed me any affection, right? Mm. And it's like, I, I actually- Because they didn't that. get the white style. <laughs> Yes, they didn't get the white style, right? They got love as service or love Mm. as kamdong, as as meaning, as Mm. uh, being touched by another human being, right? Mm. So I posted this online and a friend messaged me and she said, you know, when I went to visit my family in Korea, I didn't speak Korean and my aunt didn't speak um, English. But then she would just hold my hand between hers and just look me in the eyes, you know, and she held my hand like a whole like hour long car drive. And that was her showing affection. Right. And so if you want affection and love to look the certain European way, then there's going to be all this actual love that you miss. So I just wanted Mm. to make that a point to like K-pop listeners who are maybe younger, who are Korean American, Asian American, who maybe miss uh, a lot of the love that they're that's actually there for them because they keep looking for something else they keep thinking it should look some other way Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that yeah Yeah. that's maybe something i had uh, an inkling about but definitely didn't um know the like clear big significance so now i'm like watching dramas will never be the same again i'll be looking out for that gesture yeah i appreciate (laughs) learning that a lot yeah yeah well I think we have really like gone through a lot here <laughs> yeah. in terms of what yeah what we loved, what we thought Sky Castle could do better and where we go from here um, and it's just been such a pleasure. The hour and change just really mm-hmm. flew by. So special right. thank you to Sam um, for like lending us your your immense expertise, insight, humor, all of that. Thank you. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. Of course. Yeah, thanks a ton, Sam. It was a lot of fun having you on and then getting to talk to you about about this show. Yeah. So, Sam, is there anything you want to plug on the show? Like, where can listeners find you, your content, if they really liked what you had to say? Yeah, if you want to hear more about uh, radical politics or martial arts or pro wrestling um, history, uh, you can check out the Southpaw Network. We also have a show about Star Trek if you're into that. Um, so uh, you can find all the information at southpawpod.com. Um, if you want to find me, um, you can find me on Twitter. It's the easiest place, uh, easiest place, Liberationist MA. Thank you. And 
Amr, Gidragon. Uh, yeah, I'm at Gidragon at the K-pop cast Slack. You can find me at S Parker Two on Twitter, and you can follow uh, all of us, the whole team, at the K-pop cast on Twitter. A uh, quick reminder to rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, and let us know what you thought of this uh, K-drama cast episode. I think it's the first one we're doing about K-drama. Let us know what you thought. talk about this a lot like ultimately the school system is just another plantation-based industry slash extension of like the larger white patriarchal capitalist project it's not any different from like the workplace or anywhere else in society um and uh, it's not really about education it's about this it's about subjugation and the breaking of people's will while they're still kids Mm -hmm. so that they will get um you know like people call socialization conditioning indoctrination but i think it's stronger than that I think it's like literally breaking people's will so that they will be um, too powerless to fight back when they are adults. Um, at, mm-hmm. at best, most, but at worst, people get fully bought in and invested. Like, yes, yeah, so like they get, they're like, no, I have to become the top. And they get really excited when they start like getting good grades and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and that's like the whole language we use around like, oh, teachers are teaching kids and like kids are learning and like all of that is completely bullshit. Like it has to be destroyed. Just like yeah. any other aspect of this of the like colonial system, it has all to the be institutions have to yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a whole book about it, uh, pedagogy of the oppressed. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, sure. yeah, we've but heard it's, of it. Yeah. Talk- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the school system is like the oppressor's truth. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Whew. It goes beyond just the truth they teach kids. Like it's the way they teach kids how to like emotional react to stuff, and how they teach kids to like uh, what they teach kids to like believe and. Like it, it, it ends up and, wiring and, and, your body and your brain to think and feel. To, to for, force you to get up early, leave your mm-hmm. home and your parents and go to this box at yeah. a certain time where you need to be butt in seat mm-hmm. and like listening to a master and mm-hmm. not reacting and not, An not even here. talking, asking permission to go to the restroom. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. It's not natural. That's not how it should be, yeah. but that that's some of our earliest experiences and memories yeah, is yeah. those, is that like, yeah, power differential, the pyramid. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. why so Who, many Who's kids the top rebel. performer in the class? Like yeah. we're competing against other students from day one, preschool, like you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even the way to think, they always teach it to you. Like even in literature, like, uh, but the way they even tell history or everything yeah, is yeah, always yeah. from the perspective of one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the Instead king like did this, or the president yeah. did that, or the like. It's just we facts. learned a, sh- a ton of um, military history. Like I remember Ooh, learning yeah. about like the general of the like civil war on the north and the general on the south, and the we learned about different battles and stuff. I was like, <laughs> like looking back, I'm like, what the hell? That's not history. <laughs> that has yeah. nothing to do with anything. Yeah, 
That doesn't show how people were feeling or acting no, or... We didn't like, learn <laughs> about like black people's agency and the destruction of slavery oh, no. at all. Yeah. I remember when I first learned about the Civil War when I moved to this country and, you know, in school and I was like, the way it was taught, I was like, how is this supposed to make America look good? But that's how <laughs> it was taught. I could tell what I was supposed to get out of this. It was mm -hmm. like, see? See how good we are? Uh, right. We fought a whole mm. war right. for black people. To right. free them, I'm like, yes. who, who enslaved them then? Yes. Who are you fighting against? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a it's like a serial killer who yes. turns himself in and then yes. now I'm supposed to think they're heroic? Yes, wow. exactly. A serial killer like stop yeah. killing people. Now that's the hero?